Thanks for joining us. This is a Veterans Day edition of Sacktown Talks, where we chat with Sacramento's movers, shakers, and eclectic personalities. Uh, this week, I'm pleased to introduce to you Mikhail Venikov. Um, we're going to keep it a little bit shorter because Mikhail um, is getting um, ready to go train in just a little bit, right? And you're helping one of our um, local MMA fighters out of Team Alpha Male get ready for his next fight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, who's that? DJ DJ Roberson's coming up with a um, MMA fight at Bellator. Yeah, he's fighting. Uh, I don't know if it's Bellator. I think uh, I'm not sure what organization he's fighting for right now. It was supposed to be Bellator, and then his uh, opponent uh, got injured and dropped out. That was a Muay Thai fight. Uh, this fight's an MMA fight. Got it. Got I'm it. I'm not sure if it's Bellator. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's November 11th, so it's right around. The it's morning. coming up. Yeah. Can you do me a favor and adjust this mic like this so that it, it fits? Yeah. That way. Yeah, that's perfect. Good. Yeah, that's perfect. So. I always thought, um, you know, we're not here to talk about MMA so much. You're kind of rather here to talk more, a little bit more about you and your contributions to, uh, to veterans, disabled veterans in particular, um, and sort of your journey a little bit, right? Um, when I started out with um, the vision for this podcast, the idea was to sort of highlight people that, you know, I've gotten to know uh, gotten to know through, through town um, with kind of a remarkable story and that are doing, you know, remarkable things, but that you might not necessarily know about unless you were kind of in that niche, right? right? Um, and so you, you kind of immediately came to mind as someone who's, you know, um, served this country, right? Continues to serve as a law enforcement officer. Um, and then, you know, you and I met at the gym doing some jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah, and you yeah yeah you were just talking about being a cranker i know yeah. <laughs> about being a neck cranker i was like yeah i know <laughs> and um and you also do uh quite a bit of work for disabled veterans with uh your nonprofit ranger road yeah right so a lot of ground to cover not a lot of time so almost like man where do we start right um can you tell us a little bit about um ranger road the services that you all provide um and where folks might go to get involved Sure. So Ranger Road is, we're a veteran nonprofit, 501c3 nonprofit. And, um, all our information is on the, on our website and that's rangerroad.org. Okay. Um, it, it's, everything is there in regards to veterans, non-veterans, anybody that wants to participate. Um, if there's veterans that, um, want to need assistance in regards to what we're doing. And what it, what it is that we're doing is we're providing services through uh, sports and outdoor activities. You know, when I got out of the military, I served with the 2nd Ranger Battalion out of Fort Lewis, Washington. And for those that don't know what Rangers are, it's a special ops unit. Um, and we specialize in airborne operations. So I, I, I served out of Fort Lewis, Washington. I did my, my time there. I did three tours, two to Iraq and one to Afghanistan. Um, I had a phenomenal career in the military uh, at the end of my career. You, wait, can I stop you right there? Sure, sure. You were the, um, I, 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 I looked you up before you came on. You yeah. you won like the Ranger Games one year. Yeah, yeah, so it's called the Best Ranger Competition. And what that is, I was just going to get into that. Um, okay, I had sorry. the opportunity to uh, compete in the Best Ranger Competition. And what they do that once a year. And I compare that, you know, in the military world, it's, uh, it's, it's a very prestigious, uh, competition held once a year in Fort Benning, Georgia. And, uh, some of the best guys in every military branch, whatever service, uh, whatever military branch you're in, um, they go to this competition. And it's, uh, three days, two nights nonstop. And you're doing various, um, things that you would do in, in the military, shooting, fighting, uh, swimming, jumping out of airplanes, helicopters, um, um, 
road marches, land navigation, that sort of thing. And so uh, very, very uh, hard competition. And uh, I was fortunate to first compete in it and also win it. And that was in 2006. And uh, when I won it, I was um, introduced to a lot of high ranking individuals, generals and um, some important people. And uh, it was it was televised, I think, uh, uh, Discovery Channel, Military Channel uh, played it. So it was it was a lot of fun, man. I had a blast. It was um, something that I'll always remember. Okay, okay. And so you for three days and two nights. Yeah. Yeah. That's so kind of grueling, man. Yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, um, most, most, not, I, w- I can't say always, but, um, I, things just fell in, in, in place for me when I did the competition. And, uh, my partner was a wrestler in, in high school and, and was a phenomenal athlete. I wrestled in high school. And so that mindset that a lot of wrestlers have, we were not, we're never going to quit or give up. And, uh, cardio is a big, uh, factor in, in this competition. Um, my, my partner was a lot smaller than I was. Uh, I was bigger. And so we were able to, um, piggyback off each other. Some things I was good at, some things he was good at. Um, and we, we, you know, we helped each other out and were able to successfully, uh, complete the competition and win it. So it it was cool, man. It was a lot of fun. Um, they do it once a year. There's always, uh, two winners, a, a team and, um, People can, you know, look it up online as well as uh, I think the military channel and discovery channel plays it every year. Oh, that's so cool. <clears throat> that's so cool. And so you, you talked about, um, I didn't mean to cut you off while you're talking about your military career. Um, do you, do, I mean, do you want, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Just, you know, going to Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, I mean, what, what was that like? You know, if, if that's not too intrusive to ask. Yeah, I can talk a little bit about it. Um, so my my dad, I'm of Russian descent. We came here when I was a little kid, and my dad served in the Russian military. He was in Spetsnaz, and so when when I came here, uh, so you're all badasses. <laughs> uh, yeah, I sure, you know, you never want to toot your own horn, but thank you. I, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take it. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, my dad was in uh, in Spetsnaz, and uh, he did he did some uh, some pretty gnarly stuff in the military. And so when we immigrated to america america opened up the doors to us and very very fortunate now and then uh to have the opportunity to come here and the great thing about being in america being an american is the fact that here if you work hard and you you know uh set your mind or you set a goal uh, to accomplish something, it's it's feasible, it's doable, as long as you get your education and you you know you do the right things. We came here with nothing, you know. My my dad uh, came here with with all our, you know. We have six kids in the family, big family, and um, started with nothing, and we you know we're very successful now, or at least I I like to think that, and um, very fortunate to be here. So when I joined the military, I. I um, I joined as just regular, regular infantry, you know, nothing, nothing special, just regular infantry figured I got to do it either now or never. (laughs) So I joined and then, uh, in basic training, I, I, I stood out. I was the crazy Russian guy, the communist or whatever, you know, um, it was just an ongoing, uh, kind of a joke. Well, you're also super fit though, right? Yeah. Like that's a enviable asset to have in, in that profession. Yeah, absolutely. I've always been in great shape. My dad has always, you know, kind of pushed me to work out and stay in shape and, yeah, it's a it's a kind of a lifestyle, you know. Right. So I I kick butt in basic. I you know soldier of the cycle or uh, honor grad or um, PT award. All those things I I was able to um, be awarded, and to me it was easy because 
it was just another day, you know, it wasn't anything crazy or out of the norm. At least for me, it wasn't. And then I got uh, offered an airborne position. And after airborne, I got offered the ranger position. I was like, sweet, this is cool. I'll do it. And um, so went through uh, RIP. It was RIP at that point, which is Ranger Indoctrination Program. Um, did well there. And then I got assigned to Fort Lewis, Washington, which is uh, Second Ranger Battalion. There's three battalions and uh, second is out of Fort Lewis. And so, yeah, I did my three tours. Um, while in, I had a you know, like I mentioned, there's always ups and downs, a uh, great time. Actually, for me, I was fortunate. Um, things fell into place. <clears throat> I came into the military uh, at the same time when you, I don't know if you, you know, have you heard of Pat Tillman? Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a football player. Absolutely. So he was out of, uh, out of second Ranger battalion and they made contact and that the incident happened right when I was coming into battalion. So it was a big, um, big thing that was going on at that time. And, uh, so besides, you know, besides that incident, um, you know, there were a lot of situations within the military that a lot of people don't understand, you know, when you're overseas and your, your rules of engagement are, um, set to, um, there's limits and things that you can and can't do like, like anywhere else. They're very defensive, aren't they? Right. Don't shoot till shot at. Um, so now, no, um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know how it is now, but we, as Americans, we try to, um, make sure that everybody goes home safe. Right. And so there's, there are different situations that do come up. And, um, the hard part is when you're over there and you're, you're, you know, you make contact and, you know, there's firefights and that sort of things, ha those sort of things happen. Uh, you don't really, I guess, realize the extent of what's going on or how it's going to affect you or your buddies or any anything that's going on there until you get back home, until you um, you go to a ceremony and you know you see your buddy in a coffin or any, anything like that. You know that's that's when it gets it, it kind of you know hits you. And you're like whoa, um, you know what's going on. And, um, so I don't really like to talk too much about it, but Fair. yeah, that's, that's just kind of, it's an eye opening, you know, and then you see <clears throat> their, you know, your buddy's girlfriend or, or wife and, uh, just volunteers, <laughs> you can't do anything about it, you know? So it get it, it kind of, um, it's, it's tough, you know? And so being around that environment and, um, um, around situations like that, everybody takes that differently. Some people, some of the guys, uh, when they get out, it's, it's tough because they're used to a certain lifestyle. And so, um, there hasn't been, I, I don't know how it is now, but there hasn't been too much support or, um, for our veterans coming out, you know? And so when I got out, I had no idea what I was going to do. And that's when I was introduced to Uriah, Team Alpha Male at that point. And, um, you know, started training with the guys. It was a cool way out for me. It was kind of a therapy. Um, Would you say you kind of found some of that camaraderie that that was lost when you left the military? Yeah, absolutely. When I came out of the military, I had no idea what I was going to do work-wise. And when I got, I went to a, a fight that Uriah was fighting, I think it was WC at the time. And, uh, met him and he was a cool, cool guy, uh, started training. And, and then in that, that, um, environment, um, it was very, um, 
therapeutic for me because like you mentioned the the camaraderie the the team building environment the the brotherhood that is all things that you learn in the military <clears throat> and so i was like man this is awesome and so just continues continue training and that was and continues being a therapy for me because you know yeah you have a hard day at work and um you know you got your buddies in the military there's people that things that happen and so in the gym or being around good people like yourself when we're rolling um whatever we're doing uh that a lot of people don't realize, but it, it is, it is a therapy. It is a good thing for us to do us being veterans. Um, you know, non-veterans as well, probably I'm just speaking on behalf of veterans. Yeah. Yeah. Can I touch on that for a second? Because sure. the, you know, I think one thing that, um, that sort of gets, uh, that sort of makes that I reflect on when I do uh jujitsu, when I go to sparring on Saturdays or whatever, is that, um, there's a sort of catharsis there, right? You can sort of like let some of the steam out in a, in a constructive manner instead of a, instead of a destructive manner. Right. And, um, you know, I think if you look at our sort of our primordial roots, like, you know, genetically we're no different than cavemen, right. Who would go out and, you know, and, and, and be very violent, you know? And so I think that you need to like sublimate violence, you know, and, um, especially for, um, you know, for someone that can be lifting weights or, or either, or playing soccer, but you've got to, you've kind of got to go out and sort of like get it out. You know what I mean? Um, and, in, you know, in, in modern society, we're increasingly, you know, living in apartment complexes and these boxes stacked on top of each other, going to work at desk jobs and, you know, sitting in these little cubicles all day and just sort of expected to play very nice with each other all the time. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, um, you know, for someone who's, I mean, just the contrast there for someone who's, um, who's gone to war, right? And, or it, maybe even for someone who, who hasn't, but who's just sort of like frustrated by just how nice and pleasant it all is. Um, it's nice to just go out and, you know, get dirty. Even like these like Spartan races, I think that's part of why they're getting, why they're becoming so popular is because, you know, we're sort of in touch with the fact that we're losing some of that oomph, you know, that, that we're supposed to have in our lives, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so you found your way to the gym and, and um, you know, I, I'm glad that, you know, we were, we were training partners for a little while and I, I always admired, I always admired you because of your commitment to fitness, how quickly you picked things up, you know? Um, and then shortly, um, shortly after we met, you started taking fights, right? Yeah. 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 Are you, um, how many fights have you had? So six, six, six professional fights. Wow. Wow. At um, we fight at 170 pounds. 170, yeah. Right. Welterweight. Welterweight. Right? Wow. Um, is that a big cut for you, by the way? It is. It's it's tough for me because I'm, I'm naturally pretty lean. Um, guys that you know been in the gym with me, they know I'm pretty pretty lean normally, and so cutting down. Um, I'm probably right now walking around at mid 80s, 80, 80, 85, 88, something like that. So cutting down. To, not a lot of fat on you to, to get rid of. Not much, no. no. So it's a lot of water weight. So I'm, um, you know. I'm very dehydrated in when I'm making weight. So it's tough. It's very tough. Yeah. What was that first um what was that first profile like like for you? Um the first one was uh you know, the first couple ones were pretty quick. They they ended pretty quick. Uh I think a lot of the guys were a little intimidated by um my appearance and this crazy Russian guy coming out and fighting, you know. Um but it was it was Again, I don't want to abuse the word, but it's therapeutic for me. You know, like you talked about getting dirty and and sweating and hanging out with guys and just working, getting pushed and pushing yourself to to the limit. That is 
that is very good for a lot of people, veterans and non-veterans. And so, um, uh, violence is, is needed, not, and like you mentioned, uh, controlled violence, you're, you're doing things, um, in, in a way, in a, you're, you're being violent, but it's in a sport setting where there are rules that you have to follow by. You know, if you knock someone out or you knock someone down, there's a ref there to stop you and make sure that that everybody goes home, you know, at the end of the day. So violence is not necessarily a bad thing. It's uh, as long as you're controlling it and using it for the for um, in, in our in our situation in the military uh, protect, uh, protecting our country, uh, in, in sport versions where we're, we're fighting as a sport, uh, it's, you know, it's a competition between one or the other and, and whoever is prepared himself or herself better to defeat the opponent. Yeah. It's an odd thing how like beating the heck out of each other can sort of bring you closer. Yeah, man. I mean, I, you know, you hear about these, uh, things that are going on and people hating on each other. A lot of times, I, I'm a, I, I consider myself a nice guy. You know, I, um, if I'm fighting someone, that's great. I don't, I don't hate them. Um, I, I'm not going to be their bud, you yeah. know, I'm not going to hang out with them before the fight, but after the fight, usually, you know, shake hands, good job, little hug here and there. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes, uh, there's been times where you fight someone and then you end up training with them for and prepping them for their fight. So it's not necessarily, we're hating on each other. There are those guys that do, you know, take it to the next yeah, level. And, yeah. So you're talking about like trash talking. In right. MMA. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we just saw Joanna get served a, a big serving of humble pie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That so, was a good fight. <laughs> yeah. For folks, for folks who don't know what we're talking about, there was a, a MMA fights of the UFC last Saturday. Uh, Joanna Jurjanchenk, the formerly reigning world champion, um, <laughs> I think plays this little mental warfare game, you know, with her opponents the week leading up to the fight. And um, the, uh, the big underdog Rose Namajumas, um, kind of served her some humble pie didn't she knocked her out in the first two minutes of the first round um and rose was like the the classiest the classiest person she about was awesome she man. was so classy about that you know i really think a star was born actually yeah. you know she you know she's got the look for um she's got the look for an mma fighter but she's also like super pretty and she's like the camera likes her um she's super humble you know um but just to talk about that contrast in styles right like um she she was totally gracious in, 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 in her victory. And, and you got the sense that she would have been gracious in her defeat too. Right. And you don't have to be a jerk to fight somebody. Absolutely. No. Yeah. yeah. And I think people don't, um, also don't realize how much of a team sport it is. Right. Like when you're like, you're about to go help DJ and, um, you know, DJ needs big, strong training partners so that he can get ready for his fight. It's almost like the way that the NASCAR driver pulls into the into the pit stop and everyone's like, okay, let me let me change this tire for you. Let me tune you up. Let me do this. Let me do that. And so like everyone's kind of working towards that goal of getting that that driver out of the pit stop and like to fight, you know, to race a racer to fight their fight, you know. And so um, you know, you're going to provide camaraderie for your body to get ready for his fight. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. As people have done for you. Yep. And so in that sense it's um I actually think there's an an analogy there with with politics and fighting because you know I you know, you know was spent some time working at the state capitol mm -hmm. and um, it was kind of like kind of like what I just described where like the the elected official was sort of like our our NASCAR driver coming into the pit stop and like everyone's like hey I'm going to change this tire you're going to change that tire you're going to tune them up you're going to do you know you're going to do this you're going to do that uh, but at the end of the day it's a team sport getting that individual you know off and ready to go absolutely yeah I uh, agree. When did you um, when did you start Ranger Road? So Ranger Road was started. Uh, we're at three years now. 
2015, beginning of 2015. Yeah, and the reason we started Ranger, or I started Ranger Road, my wife and I, is because a lot of my buddies that, you know, I served in the military or other people that uh, saw me in the competition, best ranger competition from the military, uh, followed me through social media and that sort of thing. And they uh, would get emails and text messages from people asking, hey, man, seems like you're doing the right things. You came out of the military, you got a job, a great career going, you got married, you got a house, you know, it seems like you're doing the right things. What are you doing differently than say, I, me, what am I doing wrong? Help me out. And I never really so thought. So you, like uh, veterans that were struggling themselves reached right, out to you. Right, Got it. And so I never really thought about it too much. And then eventually kind of, you know, I sat down one, at, one, at one point and I thought like, what is, what am I doing differently? And I think uh, I realized that what helped me uh, to the point where I am today is sports and not necessarily MMA, but sports in general, outdoor activities, uh, being active and being around good people and um, not really having time to feel sorry for myself, not really having time to do anything quote unquote bad or anything like that. But if you set your mind towards a goal, uh, it's, it's feasible. You're, it's doable. You can, you can accomplish it as long as you're doing the right thing. So sports and outdoor activities is what kept me on track and doing the right things. And that's how Ranger Road was born. And we provide those services now through, uh, through Ranger Road for any veteran of any branch of the military. And we do it for free. That's the biggest thing, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. What kind of activities <laughs> do you all do? Um, many things you were just talking about the Spartan race. Uh, the Spartan race here is in here is here in Sacramento on November 11th and 12th. So next okay. weekend. Um, and that's just one thing that we're doing and we're sponsoring 20 disabled veterans. We're going to have veterans that are amputees, veterans that are paralyzed in wheelchairs and, uh, veterans with PTSD, various type of, uh, disabilities. And what we're doing is we're sponsoring them. They're it's hundred percent free for them. And we're assigning four to five able body veterans and non-veterans to get them across that finish line to help them finish that uh, race. That's it, awesome. They're not going to win it. That's not the point. The point is together to try to get across the finish line. Some of these, you know, we have some uh, three females that are in wheelchairs. They're paralyzed. They're like, Hey, we'll, we'll crawl through the mud. And you know, they're elderly a little, or they are elderly. And uh, I'm like, wait, so let's slow down a little bit. We'll get some litter carries or we'll piggyback carry you to, to each obstacle. And, um, give them an opportunity to try the obstacle if they can. If not, they'll do some push-ups or sit-ups or whatever they can do, and then we'll go to the next one. The idea is camaraderie, build that gap between veterans and civilians to work together and finish the competition. Team Alpha Male will be out there. Um, we have spectator passes for anybody that wants to come out for free. They're usually, I think, like 20 bucks, not too much, but uh, we have them for free. And um, so, yeah, man, it's... It, stuff like that we were last week we were in uh, uh washington dc in walter reed hospital for those that don't know what walter reed is it's a hospital that houses uh a lot of most of the newly uh injured veterans coming home uh amputees and various injuries and they're housed in, in walter reed they get treated um you know if there's a gentleman or a young lady that lost a leg or a limb of some sort and they get treated there and they they are taught how to function in the in the in society in the world without maybe an arm how to do things and how to walk or you know things of that nature with the with the prosthetic and that sort of thing so that's what walter reed is and i was there um i got invited 
we put together an MMA seminar there, worked some of the veterans out, um, had a phenomenal time, and then we uh, selected four veterans and took them to an MMA fight, which was uh, the uh, professional fight league that our teammate Lance Palmer fought at. He just won the championship, right? He did. Uh, not that he fought. He won his fight. Oh, got it. Yeah, got it. He he won his fight. It wasn't a title fight. So um, that w- that's something that we do. Uh, we do uh, MMA training, sc- scuba diving, skydiving, mountain biking. Um, you name it, we try to accommodate our veterans and put them through these ver- various events and, and programs that we uh, put together. Do you have like a do you have like a group of veterans that you kind of help out? Is it sort of like veterans apply and you take them on these uh, on these experiences as as they become available? How does that work? Right. Out? So on our website, we have two programs a week that we do, and they're local. They're scuba diving, mountain biking, uh, road biking, uh, MMA training, various things that we can do within sacramento uh with small groups maybe five to ten people right and then other veterans that want to participate but don't necessarily have time to do it every day or twice a week there are events that we put together and again it's all on our website and they can sign up Uh, we have uh, an annual skydiving event where we uh, sponsor a group of veterans to skydive we have uh, um, uh, red bull professional skydivers that come in and do flybys with their you know bird suits we have tanks that come out there uh hummers and that sort of thing it's a big event this year we had roughly 500 people out there and so that is a big event that we put together and have the community come out and support the veterans that are jumping so we have various events that we put together throughout the year we have a catfish noodling have you heard of that oh yeah they stick your hand in. Yeah, I want, I want to do that they do that here in town yeah uh, not in town we're going to be doing probably uh either may or june next year and this is going to take place in georgia and we're going to fly some veterans out there and get some that going and we do hunting trips no, maybe i can go with you guys yeah yeah man it's it's can a lot of explain to folks what noodling is i, I think because i got introduced to noodling through um uh through the wrestling community yeah because some of the the wrestlers over to oklahoma state uh get together and, and go noodling yeah so what it is is uh catfish it's, it's seasonal um live in either some hole or or some sort of object that uh, underwater cave small cave and there's a way in and way a way out and um people in that area they kind of know the waters and what what the terrain is like underwater and so you'll come out to these holes and what you do is you stick your hand into the hole and the catfish essentially it sounds a little bit scary there scarier than it probably is but they'll bite bite your hand and you're you're making a, a hook out of your hand and you're pulling the catfish out of the water you gotta wrestle it up to the you're top. wrestling it right so uh there is some danger to it if you if there's a snapping turtle in there and not a catfish then you can uh, definitely lose some fingers probably <laughs> but um it's fun um I've never done it. I've talked to guys that have done it, and uh, we're putting this event together. That's so cool. Yeah, just various stuff like that, and all of it we slap on our website so people can take a look at it. What's the website again? RangerRoad.org. RangerRoad.org. Right. We'll we'll, we'll make sure that gets flashed on the screen as well. Yeah, and so we're also putting out a a, uh, Veteran Day video. We have one of our veterans, uh, Jordan, great guy. uh, We became friends after we met, but he took a around to the head he got shot in the head in afghanistan and uh um doesn't remember much after that but got treated and and uh you know everything worked out well where uh, on his side he uh survived the, survived the shot um and he is now a single leg amputee and his right arm or right right side of his body is paralyzed 
And, uh, you know, we do workouts together and he scuba dives with us and does everything that everybody, you know, you and I can do. And so it's phenomenal watching some of our vets participating in these events and pushing through obstacles or um, real life scenarios, hardships that they have. It's very, uh, it's eye opening for a lot of people. Kind of inspirational. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's really cool to see that. Yeah. Have you seen the... um have you seen like a change in the demeanor of some of the vets that you kind of help out by providing camaraderie and, and kind of empowering them through these experiences? Do you, do you kind of see them change over time or? Yeah. Um, I don't really want to talk on their behalf. Sure. Um, sure. you know, maybe they can come in and talk about it, their experiences, but I can tell you that a lot of vets come up to me, um, after the events that we put together and they tell me, Hey man, thanks for doing this. This was, this was awesome. And I, I always tell them, you know what, it's not me. Don't thank, thank me because me being part of what you guys are doing is a therapy for me. Um, experiencing that and seeing what how they're interacting with other people and how it changes their lives or how it, it helps them maybe push them in the right direction. Now, don't get me wrong. Ranger Road doesn't do everything for our veterans. We don't. We, we're just that first step for, for most veterans to kind of get them going in the right direction. A lot of times after what we put the events that we put together, a lot of the vets tell me, hey, man, this was cool. We had a blast, but I have some serious problems. Maybe I need counseling. I have uh, marital problems. I need a job. I need X, Y, and Z. And so then we try to take those veterans and streamline them to other uh, nonprofits that focus on that particular need. Yeah. Ranger Road is just that first step that push um, in the right direction for all our vets. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. How are you guys funded? Um, <laughs> so for the most part, as of right now, uh, funding is a very tough, um, tough category uh i i i donate uh 99 of the funds to ranger road from my my job um from my employment and we are in the process of uh getting the word out a little bit more and more about what we're doing with our veterans uh to give the local communities uh within sacramento san mateo bay area um an idea about what we're doing uh the, the struggle is getting the word out there. Um, if nobody knows about Ranger Road or what we're doing, they can't donate, you know? And once we tell them about our, you know, our programs and events and all the lives we're trying to change and touch in regards to our veterans, then a lot of people are opening up and able to make that donation, especially with the end of the year coming around. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of people and a lot of corporations and uh, talked to them about what we're doing. And so hopefully this year or this, you know, Coming up next year, we'll uh, we'll be able to receive some funding and assistance from within the community. Got it, got it. So you're, I mean, doing this out of the goodness of your heart. Um, I I'm doing it as because I I enjoy working with our veterans, and I'm a veteran, and I know that um, I can't sit on my butt and expect the government or people to fund what we're doing. I got that, it. It's not realistic. So we, we got the ball rolling. We're, we're working with our veterans. We're making things happen and people are hearing about what we're doing and jumping on board. We have a couple of volunteers that jumped on board. You know, team alpha male is helping out a lot at the Spartan race coming up. And a lot of times, you know, the Spartan race or other um, events that we put together, we're able to reach out to bigger corporations and they'll sponsor or pay for certain parts of um, the event. So that's very helpful as well. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. You're um, you're also a police officer for San Mateo PD. Yeah. 
You're on the SWAT team over there? Um, I, I came off the SWAT team, um, but I was on the SWAT team, yes. Wow, wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, how do you, how do you find the time, man? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's difficult. I'm fortunate to uh, be married to my wife, and she, she helps me a lot with what, what, what I'm doing. Um, when I'm away working or I'm on you know trips with our veterans, she's doing other paperwork and that sort of thing. So very fortunate to have uh, an amazing wife that is um, supportive of my, um, my, uh, what I'm trying to accomplish with our veterans. Got it. Got it. Very cool. Um, I know you got to get out of here. So just to, just to wrap this up, um, we're going to air this on veterans day. Um, one, one thing that, that has occurred to me, um, just talking to you because you, you know, you kind of went through that transition, right. And, uh, when they, when they cycle vets out of the, out of the military, they put them through taps, right. It's like a transition program. Right. But, um, I heard it, you know, aside from that one class, it's, there's not a lot of transition services available, right? Yeah, I, I don't know what it is that they do now. When I when I got out, there was there were there was no classes that we were put through. I'm sure now it's getting a lot better, or it has probably gotten a lot better. Yeah, in your sort of just in your vision of things, what sort of what sort of transition services should be available, like in a perfect world? What would what would what would a more robust and healthy transition program look like? Um, so that's partly what we're doing within Ranger Road. Um, veterans coming out, um, they depending on how many years of service they have, and depending on their background in regards to their MOS, which is what type of work they did, whether they were infantry or you know, in the medical field or whatever the case may be, because it, it, it can make a difference. I've seen X, Y, and Z. I've been, um, you know, in combat and I've done one thing, whereas someone else hasn't. So they may need different assistance versus someone like myself, right? So I think um, programs that are similar to what we're doing in regards to, let me, let me back up a little bit. Veterans are also very not, I, I don't want to use the word stubborn, but uh, we're very proud. Um, you know, if there's a program or a nonprofit or something going on, I'm not going to raise my hand and be like, hey, I need help. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to do that. But uh, through programs like Ranger Road and there's other nonprofits that are very, very uh, good and uh, assist our veterans. Um, through pro programs like this, we're able to bring the vets together and work out and put them through various events and programs and let them feel comfortable, comfortable with what we're doing. You know, we're not, we're not out there. Hey man, you need help. Come here. No. Hey man, let's go hang out. Let's go. Let's go. You, you like jujitsu. Let's go roll. You like fishing. Let's go. Let's go fishing. You like hunting. Let's go hunt. And through that process, we're able to open up. We're able to feel comfortable around each other and open up about hardships that we have. Maybe, I get out of the military. I'm single. I need a job. I need um, to feel, you know, I was in a high speed unit. I was, I was kicking in doors and, and jumping out of airplanes and, you know, doing a lot of cool stuff. And now I come back to, to the real world and I'm, I'm, I'm around people my age that are talking about college and what, what next car they want to buy or something. And I'm like, dude, get right. lost, man. I, I can't. Comparing I, credit I, scores. And yeah, talking I can't. I, yeah, what are like, you talking about, man? My buddies were, you know, we 
you know, I don't want to get into that, but there's that disconnect. And so being able to hang out, hang out or hang around other vets or other people that have been through similar situations as you have, you're able to feel at home. You're able to feel at ease, just relax a little bit. And then we talk to each other. We, you know, we, we did a hunting trip in Georgia in February. And, uh, after the hunting trip, we got together, got, did some barbecue, hung out around a campfire and talked. Hey man, how are you? How's things at home? Well, man, it's, it's been tough. I'm, I'm struggling here and there and that sort of thing. And so then we can kind of, uh, single out that veteran and tell them, other things or other programs that are out there that we can streamline them to and provide assistance. So there's no, you know, one particular thing that will assist a veteran. There isn't. There's just um, that I think that with Ranger Road, what we're doing is, you know, like I mentioned before, I don't want to loop back and forth on it, but getting the vets hanging out with each other, with other, you know, citizens, civilians out there and feeling normal feeling like a regular dude and then they're able to talk about concerns or issues that they may have and then providing them that opportunity to um, take that step in the right direction to help themselves they don't want someone to write them a check here here man uh, you know you don't just sit back and relax no the, most most of us just you know we're regular people we don't need anybody feeling sorry for us we don't need any special treatment um, but we do need assistance in particular categories maybe to push us in the right direction right right i um so sort of like building bridges through dialogue absolutely helping people feel comfortable and, and sort of in their own skin again um, yeah i think what you touched on was really interesting that different military occupational specialties are going to have different needs right right um there is not a civilian counterpart to sniper right like there, there's not if you were you know if you were um if you're a mechanic of some sort, you might more readily find employment than if you were um, a, a mortarman or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Um, and also, I think, you know, for, for me, I think one thing that the state of California could do is recognize medics with the proper nursing credentials. You know, that's one thing that um, we see over and over again in the in the state capitol is that the uh, the folks that come out of the uh, out of the the military branches with with medics or with even nursing degrees sometimes aren't recognized as such by the state licensing mm -hmm. boards. Um, you were um, talking about sort of, uh, you, you know, veterans needing to feel sort of like, um, dare I say, almost like they have a place in society, right? Right, and I think that's that's one thing that's really um, that that's really um, interesting to me. You know, who actually posted something about this was um, not from a veteran's perspective, but from a fighter's perspective was Andre Feely. He's, you know, he posted something like, "Man, it feels good to." to be a member of society yeah. by which he means, you know, he's winning his fights now he's making mm -hmm. his money. Um, he's, you know, and like we get much of our identity through our occupation. Right. Yeah, and absolutely. so, uh, helping find gainful employment for, for vets, um, is so much more than just a check. Right. Cause then you sort of feel like you have a place in society. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I, I can't stress for, for myself how important I think that is for vets. Um, wrapping up here, we're just at about 40 minutes and we got to get you to the gym. Um, rangerroad.org 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 yeah. uh where can folks find you on um on social media on instagram or yeah so it's ranger underscore road okay so that's our our nonprofit. um i have a a personal account that i that i keep separate from okay. from that but yeah ranger underscore road uh on uh, instagram um 
and uh, rangerroad.org is is our website and on facebook we're ranger road very cool very yeah. cool um thanks for coming on yeah I, I had a blast and just wanted to let you know veterans day is coming around um and um it, it's just around the corner i'll be um speaking um at the yeah, please, please. at yeah, the sorry. golden gate uh cemetery uh, with a, uh, with a general in regards to our vets and that sort of thing. So just wanted to, you know, throw a shout out to all our, all our vets. Thank you guys for your service. Um, and what you've done to, in regards to protecting our country. And sometimes it, you know, it's overlooked or forgotten, but, um, I, I think that, um, on Veterans Day, just wanted to thank everybody for what you've done and what you continue doing. And if you have family that are, that is overseas, uh, thank you for your service. Yeah. You know, to, um, you know, that's a good point to stress. It, it, it's, um, it's not just a day off, mm-hmm. you know, for, yeah. you know, we got a lot of state workers here, you know, it's, um, if you're enjoying your day off, um, you know, free in the comfort of your home, thank a veteran. Yeah, absolutely.